I'm Joel Hansel. I'm Katie Karpinski. And this is CC Airwaves. Today we are going to discuss five ways to practice self-care while grieving. And as I was going over this list in preparation for the show, I realized that these five practices could really be used by anybody at any time, whether you're grieving or not. Yeah, I completely agree. I think especially given the state of our world right now, it's important for everyone to really just take some time for self-care and really get back to, you know, what makes you happy and what makes you content. And if you're grieving, you know, the need for self-care is even more important. And with that being said, we've got uh, Rhonda Abrams, our bereavement coordinator, joining us again today. Rhonda, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here today. Thanks, Rhonda. So I think today um, we just have a list of a few things people can maybe go to if they're looking for ideas of how they can practice self-care. But I think first we should talk a little bit about why self-care is so important. I think that today it's really expected of people to just constantly be going or put on a brave face. And it's just that culture of, you know, if I'm not doing something, I'm, you know, wasting time or whatever. But I think there's so many benefits to self-care. And I know, Rhonda, you work with people a lot, um, talking with them about how important it is to take care of yourself. So could you share some of those benefits about why it's so important to just take some time for yourself? Yeah, um, I'm going to piggyback off of what Joel said, that caring for yourself is something that everybody can benefit from, whether or not you're grieving or not. But particularly for people who are grieving, it's important because the grief has a way of compounding what you're already feeling, such as right now we're going through this um, pandemic. So there's already high stress and there's already a lot of other things going on. And grief on top of that will compound what you're already dealing with. So it's doubly important for a person who is grieving to step back and take care of themselves. Um, Some of the things that grief does, it'll compromise your immune system. So in a world of Mm. pandemic like we have now, that's all, that's the last thing you want is a compromised immune system. It also affects your cognitive ability uh, when you're grieving. You don't think right. Sometimes they call it grief brain. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes just, you know, you're just not yourself. You're just physically more prone to accidents or dropping things or making bad judgments. So it's very important for a person who is grieving to step back, look at themselves, evaluate how they're doing, and then move forward. I think that's all really interesting. And I like how you brought up the impact it has on your immune system. I think a lot of people kind of separate, you know, the emotional trouble they're going through versus physical troubles or illnesses. And there's the two are so closely related. So it's exactly what you said, especially during this time when we're all trying to be, you know, keep up with our physical health, our mental health plays a huge part in that. So I think that's really interesting how you brought that up. Yeah, and it's it's important to have a, a more holistic type of a um, view of your self-care because our bodies, our human bodies, are made up of body, spirit, and soul. So we need to nurture all three of those in our um, self-care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think these five um, little reminders we have here uh, adhere to those three different areas of your life. 
Um, so with that being said, the first tip we have is to move your body somehow, whether that's, you know, finding a form of exercise or just spending some more time outside. I don't know if you guys have any um, ways you guys, you know, move your bodies or, you know, kind of move your physical self to make yourself feel better. I find every day that I have to get outside, do some form of exercise, whether if I go to the park and ride my bike or if I go to the park and take a nice walk, that um, 30, 45, 60 minutes where I'm moving, I, it, I'm outside, I'm in nature, there's peacefulness, I leave the phone behind, I leave the news behind. And I just focus on breathing and trying to get oxygen into my system so I can clear my mind and refocus my mind and find a new energy. Very good. Yeah. yeah. One other thing I, I thought about was sometimes you get stuck in the mundane, um, especially if you're in your grief. You are in a certain room, in a certain house, and you're just stuck there. So just getting into another space be it another room with a window or outside, like Joel said, it will trigger some actions in your brain to make you feel differently, to make you feel better. It'll kind of break you out of the funk that you're in, in your grief. So it's, it's important to just move, get up and get go. Even it's just standing up. Yeah. And I think too, like Joel was saying, if you can get your heart rate up, um, even just a little bit, it helps release endorphins, which, you know, naturally are known to calm you down and bring you a sense of ease. So I think those are all really good tips. And I know personally, sometimes if I, if I get in my head too much and I'm thinking about something and like Rhonda, what you were saying, if I'm stuck inside you know, the house all day, just looking outside just helps me remember that the world is so much bigger than what I feel, you know, trapped inside my head and whatever that moment is. So just having that awareness that, you know, you have a physical body that's attached to this physical expansive world, I think can really help broaden, you know, your perspective and, you know, release you from some of that inner thought or, you know, negative self-talk. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, speaking of, you know, those kind of like inner thoughts, another tip for people who are trying to practice more self-care is to try and find some time each day to, you know, journal or meditate or pray or whatever brings you peace. Just finding those, you know, moments to really reflect on what you're going through, which Rhonda, I know, and um, especially when you're grieving is really important to have that time for reflection, right? Yes. Um, a lot of it involves just listening to your body. Uh, the way God designed us is that when your body is deficient in a certain area, your body will tell you you're, you'll be tired. You might be depressed. You might be other things, but listen to what your body is telling you. And with all the distractions that are going on around us, if you don't quiet your mind and your soul, then you won't listen to what your body's telling you that it needs. So just like journaling, getting down all those extraneous thoughts, meditating, which means going inside internally to listen to God's voice or praying. Sometimes praying brings you in a a more mindful setting will help you to um, just be more nurturing to yourself. And you can even roll that meditation or prayer in with with your exercise. If you go outside, out in nature somewhere, you could find a quiet place to sit, maybe by a pond, and close your eyes, feel the breeze, and say your prayers there. Meditate there. Focus on yourself while you're there, one with nature. 
Yeah, and that kind of goes with um, what I wanted to mention too is that there's no rules. Like the best thing about meditating or prayer or anything like that is that there aren't any rules to how you need to do it. So exactly what Joel said, you know, sometimes if I'm going for a run or a walk, I'll say my prayers as I'm doing that, you know, just as I'm running or um, sometimes even like a simple mantra that you find or a phrase that you just repeat over in your head can be a form of meditation. So um doesn't need to be like some formal, like have a shrine in your house that you go and, you know, spend time in every day. It can just be those little moments throughout the day that you take to just be mindful of where you're at. You know, Kay, that brings up another a good point. We in Northeast Ohio are in a very unique area. We have several prayer labyrinths that are around in our area um, where you can go and you can walk the labyrinth and pray at the same time. Or there's um, several shrines that are around that you can go and meditate and walk and say the rosary or do the stations of the cross, those kind of things that we normally do with our, our prayers. You can yeah. interject that with your, your exercise. Just That's some really tips. Interesting. I've never heard of a, a prayer labyrinth before. That sounds really interesting. Um, I believe John Carroll has one. I'll have to look on the website. People can kind of Google labyrinths local and you. I think there's one at John Carroll. Okay. Mm-hmm. Leave um, If anyone's interested, we'll leave the links to some of these places in the description of this podcast as well. If you'd yeah. like to go check those out, especially mm-hmm. because I imagine since they're outside, um, they'll be open. So safe to, you know, explore outside and um, current health restrictions shouldn't have, you know, any impact on that. So that's good. Okay, so this next tip is one that I think, again, everyone could benefit from, and that is just getting plenty of rest or sleep or just taking time to body, which, as we keep saying over and over again, it's just so closely related to your mental health. Um, So, Rhonda, I know um, a lot of times when people are grieving, they have a hard time sleeping. So would you just say that taking time to just rest and have your body be down is good enough? Yeah, typically we need between seven and nine hours of sleep. And I know a lot of people don't get that because their lives are just so busy. Um, And sometimes when you're grieving, you sleep more than that because you're pulled down, you're weighed down. But Mm. something that you can do that's relaxing, it's putting your mind and your spirit at rest, is listening to some relaxing music. So even if you wake up like two or three in the morning and you can't sleep, your mind is just going, you know, in a million directions you can turn on some nice relaxing music, um, read a book, something meditative, um, or listen to just, you know, some uh, podcast or something that we have, you know, on our website. They also recommend um, keeping your lights low, even if you're not sleeping. You know, if you have a room where you sleep or rest and the, the lights are up high, it's gonna activate your brain waves. So you need to be in a low lighted room in order to be peaceful and calm and um, get rest, you know, even rest for your mind. Um, disconnect from whatever electronics or social media, no matter how tempted you are to go check your your feeds or your posts or whatever. <laughs> it's important to just take a downtime from that. And just interject it with some other things like we have above the journaling and the meditating that also can be relaxing. So it's not just sleep, but it's just rest. Allow your mind to be soothed and eased and nurtured so you can hear God, what God's saying to you, you know? Yeah. 
And I just think that's so important, kind of what we were talking about earlier. You know, the world is just so busy. And I think a lot of times people think that they're being lazy by, you know, just, you know, staying home and resting or that they should be doing something else. And I think just that beauty of knowing, you know, okay, I'm going to set aside, you know, a few hours each week to just let my body relax and let my mind relax can be so beneficial for not just your emotional health, but your physical well-being too. Um, Because that plays a huge part in what we were saying earlier with your immunity and being able to, you know, just have that cognitive awareness to, you know, just function throughout your day. So yeah, um, those are really good tips. One more side note, as we were talking about the physical side and how we're all connected, Mm -hmm. um, it's important to stop all kind of caffeinated drinks, Um, even Mm -hmm. like a tea or a coffee or a soda that has caffeine in will keep you up at night. Mm. So sometimes it's important to stop those kind of things so that when you're going to sleep or rest, that you're not wakened by the caffeine or the the chemicals in your body. Sure. Side note, they say like by noon, you should stop all kinds of, you know, caffeinated drinks or or whatever. Oh boy, I break that rule all the time. (laughs) I'm in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't want to exercise a couple hours before bedtime either. Oh yeah. So just being aware, I mean, this, a lot of this is news for me too. So um, I think if more people were aware of this, you know, maybe more people would, you know, live a little healthier, more emotionally, you know, stable lives. Cause I think, again, we're just, sometimes you just need a reminder that, you know, you need to rest and yeah. don't drink caffeine and take, you know, the nighttime to really wind down instead of winding your body back up. All right. So, um, our next tip is, um, you know, we talked a lot about like physical things and, um, you also want to find something that can fulfill you personally, something that you enjoy, like a hobby, or, um, if you're grieving and are looking for something new, um, just finding a new hobby, something that brings you genuine joy that you can do and, you know, devote energy to. And there are so many things out there, whether it's, you know, cooking or gardening or watching movies or whatever it might be, just taking the time to explore what you as a person enjoy doing. I think that's like a great way to just give yourself some time and self-care in that regard. Yes, yes. Um, Just use whatever gifts that you have and explore options with those gifts. And maybe, uh, like Katie said, try something new. And it's, it's almost like physically putting yourself in a different space. You want to try something new in order to put your mind in a new space. Try something that's different that will shake you up and, you know, give you new energy that way. Yeah. And something I've discovered over quarantine, um, you know, because we were stuck at home for so many weeks and um, now almost months is that normally the things that you enjoyed a lot when you were a kid, you still tend to enjoy now. And it's a really funny thing, but just like little things like different crafts or different movies I used to watch, I found that when I was in quarantine, I was going back to those like themes or those certain activities. And so if you have a hard time, like exploring what you might want to do, just think back to what you did as a kid or when you were in, you know, middle school or high school and what you would do to pass the time then. And, um, at least in my experience, it's pretty, um, indicative of what you're into now. All right. So our final tip for today, and we have many more tips on our blog and just throughout different, um, podcast segments we've run, but, um, on a final note here, I think one of the most important things everyone can do, regardless of if you're grieving or not, is to try and just surround yourself with positivity and seek supportive people in your life. 
Um, I know right now watching the news is just a very negative space and in general with everything going on, it can be very hard to find those pieces of good that you can cling to. But, um, I think the more you walk towards those positive forces, the better your, you know, mental and physical and physical or spiritual health will be. Yeah. We kind of have to put our filters on so that we can filter out things that are robbing us of our peace and our joy. And there's so many things that are distracting or um, bringing us further down. Uh, it's important to be um, self-motivating and looking for those things that that nurture you and push away things that are negative, that are loud and um, disruptive. Try to find things that bring peace to you and that nurture you. And it's yeah. something purposeful that you can do. Yeah. Do you guys have any um, personal tips you'd be able to share about how you handle kind of the negativity that's happening right now? Like I know personally, I try not to watch the news as often as I used to. And, you know, like Rondo was saying, kind of filter out what I'm hearing through social media. But um, are there any other tips you both could share about how you, you know, kind of handle that pressure? It sounds almost cruel to say, Katie, but, you know, all the negativity and the bipartisanness in society that's been going on can can almost creep up on you in, in subconscious ways. And um, it just feels like it's just layer after layer after layer of chains being applied. And so what what I did sort of uh, get away from it. The, the radio in the car doesn't go on anymore. Uh, I'm putting on music, whether it's classical or piano or or just some uh, uh, musical group you you might like. You talked about like going back to your childhood, and um, you know, so you know, myself being a product of of the '80s, um, <laughs> I I've kind of. Like, you know, been listening to, to music from the 80s and it's like, oh, I, I you know, I remember that song. I remember that band, et cetera, et cetera. That sort of helped um, at home. Uh, again, it's if the television's on, it's usually on to uh, on the Food Network. Mm. I can't tell you how many episodes of Guys Grocery Games, <laughs> Diners, Drivings and Dives, Beat Bobby Flay. Um, you know, we're just kind of, we're just watching that. Um, really trying to stay away from anything that's that's just that that could get the get the blood boiling. Um, the yeah. exercise, getting outside, that helps. I've been doing a lot of grilling. You know, it's summertime, so I'm out there. You know, trying new things on the grill, new new recipes, going to the grocery store, you know, trying different wines. Uh, I'm not advocating drinking, but, you know, it's kind <laughs> of nice, you know, to have a have a nice glass of uh, Pinot Grigio while you're watching. Uh, hey, Jesus had a lot of wine. <laughs> yeah, <Yes. laughs> that's very true. But uh, so it's just it's just. You know, we're we're just trying to to find ways to just kind of enjoy and get through the days without any of that negativity really trying to to creep in. Uh, you know, I've been calling calling my parents more, um, just to just to touch base, uh, calling friends just to touch base again, just to 
uh, again, just to, to get some positivity in and, and really anybody that I know that's might that's that's negative or maybe they're they're really into politics or something mm-hmm. it, you know you, you kind of have to you kind of have to filter those people out mm-hmm. a little bit more than, than you would have or else you, you're going to go crazy yeah I think that's a great point and that's something I was going to say when you were you know talking about you know cutting those things out is that sometimes the best thing you can do for your sanity is to not talk to certain people who are bringing you down or bringing you into that negative space. And I think that's something that's really hard to come to terms with for a lot of people, including myself, is when you notice certain friends or family members are constantly, you know, bringing you back down. Maybe it's best to just take a break from them. You don't have to sever the relationship entirely, but just take a step back and ask yourself, okay, maybe I should, you know, keep track of how much time I'm spending talking to this person or seeing them. And I think that's really important to be aware of. Yeah, right. You have to be your own advocate because no one else is going to um, know what you need better than you. Yeah. So you have to filter out the things that are not helpful to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that I do is I just like to slow down my pace. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, everybody is all into, you know, doing different activities and we're just in a rush with everything. So I like to just slow down notice what's going on around me and then just enjoy the moment. That's probably one of the biggest things that you can do that's positive and self-healing is just to just to live in each moment and, and notice what God's doing all around you. Yeah. Cause he is, he, you know, when you take a look and step back at your life, he, he places so many blessings in your life and sometimes we're just too busy to recognize that. Right, right. Yeah. And one of the biggest things as a uh, bereavement uh, minister is find a good support group. We have several support groups that are back in office. We're socially distanced. Um, but just talking with other people who are going through the similar grief path is is very healing and um, allows you to, to talk about things that you can't talk to with other people. Sure. Yeah. That joint understanding, like you said, I bet would be very, you know, helpful and beneficial just to know that you're not alone in whatever it is you're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. And um, if anyone listening to this has different um, self-care techniques that you found work, um, please let us know by sending those to email at clecem.org. And we would love to just collect those and share those with people who are listening and on our Facebook page. I think now more than ever, it's really important to look out for each other. So, And thank you, Rhonda and Joel, for sharing your techniques as well. I think it's just, again, important for us all just to support each other and give ideas for how we can all get through um, these really challenging times. Absolutely. Thank you. And everybody just take care of yourselves. Yes. So thank you again, Rhonda, for um, being with us today. And thank you to everyone who's listening. Um, again, if you have any ideas for a future podcast or want us to address a specific topic, you can send those to podcast at clecem.org. You can learn more about the Catholic Cemeteries Association, including all of the support groups that Rhonda mentioned, and as well as you can find some additional bereavement materials on our website, and that's clecem.org. And you can also find us in our bereavement resources resources on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, really um, most social media channels. So we'd love to connect with you and we hope you keep listening. Thank you for joining us today, everyone. Hope uh, 
you have a lot of success in uh, your self-care practices until the next time uh, when we join you. Until then, take care, everybody.